Hello, Peter Squire here, Winnipeg Regional Real Estate Board's Vice President, External Relations and Market Intelligence. I'm your host of this special podcast series of The Voice, where we interview 2022 mayoral candidates to hear what they have to say on issues important to the real estate industry. The Winnipeg Regional Real Estate Board serves over 2,400 members in and around the Winnipeg metropolitan region who, in 2021, transacted over $6.5 billion in residential real estate through our MLS cooperative selling system and significant amounts of commercial real estate development, sales and leasing through our CPIX commercial real estate system. We believe that real estate is amongst the most important facets of the economy, servicing diverse business sector locations and housing as the anchor to where we live, work, play, and invest in. Welcome, Scott Gillingham. Thank you for joining us on The Voice today. Let's get started. If elected as mayor, what strategies will you implement to reverse the trend we are seeing where more people are leaving our city to go to other provinces than coming here? First of all, thank you for the opportunity to be with you, Peter. My commitment is to work hand-in-hand with the provincial and federal governments. Stopping people from moving you know, from Winnipeg to other communities is going to take a coordinated effort between the province and the city and the federal governments. So I'm committed to that. Key to people living here is providing the opportunity for good jobs, a promising future, and closeness to family. And so part of my economic plan really focuses on making sure we're creating an economy that provides good jobs and great opportunities for our children and grandchildren. Thanks. What are your strategies to attract business investment to Winnipeg? And what sectors do you believe should be focused on? We need to make it easier for businesses to do business here and to thrive here. And so one of the things we've already talked about and I'm committed to is making the permitting process faster and easier, making sure that businesses have access to labor markets. And so if you if to have access to labor, people need to be living here and staying here. Key to that is affordability in living with people having the opportunity as workers to be able to uh, own a home here. It's all part and parcel because for business to come to Winnipeg or businesses here to expand, they need access to skilled labor. So those things go hand in glove. And so, you know, as a city, making sure that we are removing barriers that slow economic development, speeding up the permitting process, removing red tape, those are critical. But then also as mayor, working with Economic Development Winnipeg, the new economic board of cabinet that the province has announced, so that we can identify sectors that Winnipeg is strong in and, and, you know, and assist in, in promoting those sectors. It could be the agriculture business, transportation, finance, there's some new startup kind of tech uh, companies as well. I think it's time that we look at sectors that are doing well and breathing more life into them and focusing on those as to opportunities for our city to to grow and develop and really be known for, for those uh, those areas of business. What steps will you take to address the issue of Manitoba being one of the provinces with a chronic shortage of residential dwelling units. Making it easier for development to happen is critical to getting more housing on the market. And more housing on the market 
you know, leads to to more affordability. It's a, it's a supply and, and demand issue. If, if there's more supply available, uh, it makes it easier for people to own homes. I think part of what I will do is continue what I've been doing, you know, in my two terms on council. We put a plan in place as far as the how the city of Winnipeg will grow, Complete Communities 2.0. That's a master plan that's very important. Now it's time to follow through. Now it's time to implement th- that plan so that we can have a balance of infill development and a balance of, of new greenfield development. One of the things that's been holding us back for infill development is just not knowing the capacity of our water and sewer. And so as chair of finance in the last budget I introduced, we added $3 million into the budget so we can do an assessment of the water and sewer capacity within the city of Winnipeg so that we know where and how we can promote infill development. I've also been part of putting the Airport Area West residential and industrial secondary plan together, which looks at opportunities for greenfield development for residential and up to 16,000 jobs will be developed in the industrial lands as well. Those are critical to have jobs close to residential areas where people can live. Yeah, I just got to say that West Winnipeg hasn't seen development for a long time. So to see that happen, I think would be fantastic for the entire city, not just for the St. James area that you've been city councilor for. We, we know in the city of Winnipeg, because as on council, you know, we did the analysis that there is a shortage or will be a shortage of serviced industrial lands uh, in the very near future. We really need to bring Centerport South, which is airport area west, online and service those lands. As chair of finance, I put $20 million into the latest budget that will go towards a $60 million cost of servicing phase one of those industrial and residential lands. We cannot come to the place as a city where we have to say no to investment and development because we don't have serviced industrial lands. So servicing Centerport South is key to the city's economic future, and I'm glad to see we're on the way. How will you build and lead a team at City Council to ensure we receive funding to support growth-enabling infrastructure? Well, first of all, my leadership style has been and remains and will always be one of collaboration. We are stronger when we're working together. And so, you know, my commitment to a good working relationship with the province of Manitoba and the federal government and Indigenous governments and a good working relationship as mayor with my council is critical to us being successful in the future. It's about working together to identify and overcome shared challenges, but also identify and see shared opportunities. So those ongoing conversations are critical. You know, Peter, a a couple of years ago, when we were at this place between the city and the province where we were just at a place of impasse, I wrote an op-ed and the concept was to establish working tables where if need be, you know, you really leave the politicians outside the room and get the right people in around the table, roll up their sleeves, tackle the challenges we share as a city and province because there's a lot of overlap in our challenges, but there's a lot of opportunity we share as well. And that working table could identify those opportunities and work on them together. You know, Winnipeg's future is too critical and too promising for us to get stuck at political impasses. We have to work together to seize our future together. What benchmarks and actions will you take to move key projects ahead faster to sustain delivery of core civic services? I think the establishment of benchmarks is is critical because it's, it's one thing to have a goal, but we have to be able to measure the goal. So I think through the delivery of all of our services as a city, we need to have metrics and benchmarks by which we're measuring them. You know, I go back to what I said a moment ago is that I've been on council for two terms now. We have done a lot of groundwork. Now we need to implement. Now we need to follow through and not quit or give up on, you know, what we've put in place. We need to see Centerport South developed. At the, at the timing of this uh, podcast recording, 
recording, we just got news finally, after years of working, we've got news that we have federal and provincial funding and city funding now all committed to the development of the North End Sewage Treatment Plant. You know, that plant will be almost $2 billion. Let's be frank, it's not an exciting thing to talk about, you know, uh, sewage treatment, but it's critical to the city's growth capacity and to, you know, helping make sure we do our part to save Lake Winnipeg. We need to make sure that project is on time and on budget so that we can meet our benchmarks. One of the things I've already announced that I would do as mayor is establish a chief construction officer to oversee Mm -hmm. all of these massive projects the city of Winnipeg has so that we can deliver our, our projects on time, on budget, and that Winnipegers are getting good value for their tax dollars. And so a chief construction officer would have the oversight of all of the city's major capital projects and be able to make sure that those benchmarks are being met. Again, Scott, I, I really appreciate you going through uh, the questions I've asked you today. I wish you the best of luck in your campaign. I know you've really been working hard and, and will continue to with the election date on October 26th. Thanks again for joining me on the podcast today. Well, thank you again. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm excited about Winnipeg's future and uh, my goal is to unite people so we can we can seize our, our promising future as a city. Thank you for participating and sharing your vision on issues important to the Winnipeg Regional Real Estate Board, its members, stakeholders, and all Winnipeggers. To our valued listeners, please tune in for more episodes of The Voice, where we invite mayoral candidates to share their vision for Winnipeg.